If you want to be able to walk your dog, go to the gym, do the dishes, or anything else while listening to the show, you can subscribe on the iTunes podcast app or on your Android app, such as Podcast Addict. It makes it so much easier to take the program with you. You can even listen in your car. Did you know that there is technology now and more technology in the works that can help your parents stay in their home? Learn more about this technology and more in today's episode of Rock Your Retirement with our guest, Toby Kohans. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we help you have a great retirement. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about insurance. We talk about all the other things that you're going to need to know when you retire. Or if you're already retired, we can help you have a better retirement. We help you rock your retirement in such areas as social and family, entertainment and travel, volunteer work and philanthropy, matters of the spirit and soul, sex. Yeah, sometimes we talk about that too, but we usually leave that up to the therapist. Last of all, we talk about ways to help your parents or others who may need your help now or in the future. Baby boomers are what's known as the sandwich generation. What that means is you're helping not only your children, but your parents too. And we want to be able to help you manage that as well. We want you to be passionate about your retirement and we want you to rock your retirement. Our guest today is Toby Kohan, and Toby has been a serial entrepreneur starting out in the recording industry in Hollywood, and then he moved to such fields as manufacturing, government, and business management. He's part of several organizations and companies that work with seniors and fall prevention. Life Support Medical is a research and development company that is partnered with New Mexico State University. The San Diego Fall Prevention Task Force is sponsored by Aging and Independent Services, a division of the County of San Diego's Health and Human Service Agency, is also something that he's involved in. And in addition to that, he also works with the Electronic Caregiver Company, a company that provides health and safety solutions for seniors and aging in place marketplace. Toby, does that pretty much sum up what you do? Yeah, that was a mouthful. And uh, I know yeah, thank it was. you for that introduction. You're, you're welcome and welcome to the show. So before we start talking about all of that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up when you were, you know, five years old and thought, wow, I want to work in the senior fall prevention industry? Or what did you want to be when you were five? Well, I wasn't even thinking about being a senior, much less working in the senior uh, vertical. Like all five-year-old kids, I was out, you know, stuffing lizards in my pants and you know, <laughs> running across fields, flying kites, that sort of thing. So it wasn't really on, on my radar. Well, when you were in high school, did you did you have a career in mind or how did you fall into this line of work? Well, uh, I've actually had several careers leading up to my work now with, with seniors. And I, I bring all of those experiences to the table. Um, 
it's been in the past six years that I've really been focused on the senior marketplace. And it's been with uh, Life Support Medical, which is the research and development arm of, of our company, and the electronic caregiver, which is uh, the medical alert end of, of that technology. So I've, I've been involved in technology for about 25 years now. So I was attracted to Life Support Medical, and I be, was the director for, or am the director for the uh, Mobile Fall Risk Assessment Lab. And it's the first mobile gate lab of its kind in the country. And we put it together with the help of uh, New Mexico State University. And it's got an eight-foot pressure mat walkway with 11,000 sensors, 10 3D motion capture cameras. No, wait, 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 wait. What? what? <laughs> okay. Well, it's, 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 a, um, it, it's a lab that we put seniors through, and we collect data on how they walk. And oh, so it's a lot, okay. of, uh, a lot of equipment that we take um, across the country. We go into senior centers, independent living communities, um, hospitals, and we're able to actually generate a report on the spot that gives them their risk ratio for falls. So it's, uh, it's, it's different, and um, I love the technology side of it. Now, the data that we've collected, it's the largest database now in the country for gate analysis for seniors. After several years of collecting that data and sending it over to New Mexico State University, we're now finally being able to take that data and the results from these tests and turn it into products and services for the aging in place seniors. That's going to be coming out in Q3 of this year. We have some smartphone applications. We have some tablet applications. And it's really leading edge uh, for folks that are staying at home. They want, to, they want to extend their independence longer. They don't want to go to uh, an independent living community right away. They don't want to go to assisted living. So this is, a, uh, this is really an exciting opportunity, I think, for those that are in this vertical and also for the seniors themselves. So you were talking about mobile apps. So what do you mean by that? Do you mean that I, so for example, my, my dad has Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I could put a mobile app on his phone so I could figure out if he's fallen down or how does how does that work? Well, that's part of it, but we're also looking at uh, monitoring their gait. So we'll look over a 30 day period, what their gait looks like or what the, what the, uh, how they're walking and if that gate changes, we will, uh, we will create an alert. And that alert can go to the person who has the smartphone with them. It could go to you. Um, and that would also give them uh, uh, an increased risk ratio for falls at that, that point in time. It also is going to work as a medical alert system. Um, so it is, it's mobile. You'll be able to press a button, and you'll be speaking to uh, a Class B EMT. So that's... But that's pretty exciting. It's, you're no longer wearing just a, a wrist pendant or something around the neck. It's actually incorporated into your smartphone. That's fantastic. Now, this last week, I had a client in my in my business. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that I I have a. This is kind of my hobby, and my passion mm -hmm. to interview people about their retirement. But I had a, a client that wound up going into the hospital. His cell phone died. And all of his contact information was in his cell phone, and there was no way to reach him. And I finally located him by calling the sheriffs, had the sheriff put a note on his door, mm -hmm. and then some of his friends were able to locate him at his, he, he's actually in a skilled nursing facility now, mm -hmm. and were able to bring him his cell phone charger because nobody had one similar at the skilled nursing facility where he wound up. Mm -hmm. So 
does your system do anything if the battery dies? Is there any kind of an alert to the you know the caregiver that hey we we haven't heard from you know so and so in three days or any or is that maybe in the works? It's, it's it's in the works. I know that with our current equipment that stays in the house, if a battery goes out in one of the sensors, we are alerted at our home office. The um, call center is alerted, and also the uh, consumer is alerted. So there's three alerts that go on as a battery begins to die because it's important. I mean, the, what you just stated is, is a great example of what happens when, if you will, the technology fails, you know, the battery the battery dies. And it's really important that we keep those lines of communication open at all times. Well, that's good that you're working on that. So, But you don't just do fall system. I mean, isn't that the, I fall in and I can't get up? I mean, is that you? Uh, that's another company, actually. But we do, it is a medical alert system or what they call a PERS system, a personal emergency response system. And we have some features that are unique to our company, like an uh, inactivity alert sensor. So in the event that somebody has a stroke, they can't get out of bed, they fall and they've hit their head, they're unconscious, we're still going to catch them. And, uh, you know, with, with just a button, people will take these things off their neck, they'll leave them on the counter, they won't wear them, and it's really of no, of no use. It, it, it doesn't serve a purpose. So we've got a series of backup systems that will catch somebody if they do fall, including help buttons that can go in the shower or in the tub. So if they slip and fall there, I mean, we, we know where people fall. They fall getting out of bed in the morning, they fall in the shower, and they fall in the kitchen. So we can put... Uh, buttons in those areas that people can press, even if they're not wearing uh, a necklace or a wrist pendant. Wow. So is so you work mostly with people in their homes, not in assisted living facilities, or do you do both? We do have some assisted living communities that have, that have adopted the system, uh, and they're, they're happy with it. Um, it. It gives them another level of, of alerts that their patients can use in case of an emergency. Because uh, they don't, have, they can't uh, always have a nurse twenty four seven in their room with all with all of their their patients. So yeah, they they will they will use the electronic caregiver absolutely. That's great. Now you have other programs too, don't you? Have some Jetson like for for those of you who are young, the Jetsons was a TV show that I used to watch when I was little. I remember it. Yeah, and um, do you you have some Jetson like programs too? Yeah, like... we do. Yeah, there's this is this is really. Um, an exciting part of what's coming up here towards the end of the year, we we are creating these virtual caregivers and uh, with tablets throughout the house. And the virtual caregiver has all the information, uh, your medication, uh, when you're supposed to take your medication, uh, your favorite music, your favorite books, it can read to you. Uh, it really becomes a virtual companion. And uh, we have some interesting camera technology that doesn't actually, you don't see the face of the person, but we can detect if they have fallen. And, you know, and the virtual assistant will try to reach out to that person if they can't get a hold of them. They'll call immediately the call center. So uh, it, these are more advanced levels of, of uh, medical alert systems that we're going to be releasing. Um, I mean, we're, we're going into beta right now, but we'll be releasing it probably Q4. Oh, that'd be great, especially for people who don't live near their parents, mm -hmm. you know, have, I know lots of people who live in it, like myself, for example, mm -hmm. I live in San Diego and my mm -hmm. mother lives in Washington state and my father lives in Florida. Right. 
So this is something that we we found that, uh, especially for, you, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, the baby boomers who are really kind of the sandwich generation and the stress levels that, that they're experiencing when they do have parents that are not in the same city as them or kids that aren't in the same city as them. This is a way where you could at least have 24-7 eyes on, if you will, uh, on your parents. And uh, it does help. I, I know my mother-in-law, She, uh, her great-great-aunt, who's now 102, uh, yeah, she and her she and her sister were having to take turns going every day to visit her, and they were really concerned about what happens if she falls, hits her head, and we don't know about it. So we put an electronic caregiver in. This was about six years ago, and the thing that she liked the most about it was that inactivity alert sensor. So she felt comfortable that if something were to happen, and uh, uh, Grandma couldn't get to a phone, they would at least be alerted. So this does help to reduce those stress levels. And I, there's some research going on right now at UCSD about caregiver, caregivers and how st uh, the stress of caregiving is actually increasing uh, cardiac events. So it's important as we retire and we think about retirement for ourselves or, or we're in retirement and we have aging parents to really reach out. There's, there's support groups around you, I'm sure, that you can find. Um, Try and utilize, you know, what's available out there to keep your parents as protected as possible, uh, reduce fall risk. And there's a variety of things, if we have time, that we can talk about um, that what people can do for themselves and for their parents. Well, I've heard that if you're a spouse caregiver, that you actually have a higher chance of dying first because the stress level is so high. Yeah, that's that's correct. So, you know, we, we want to reduce the stress as much as possible. I, I can tell you that when my my own father finally moved out of his two-story condominium, I was that relieved my stress. I've been trying to get them to do that for five years. I couldn't believe it. He, he falls constantly. The good news is he's really short, so he's really low to the ground. Mm -hmm. And when he falls, and he's, he was a, I don't know, wrestler or something in high school so he never really seriously injured himself but his legs look like he's been in a battle you know mm -hmm. battle to the death mm -hmm. you know he's got scars everywhere from falling all the time sure well you know the, the fact that he was you know physically active young probably contributes to his um, surviving as you were saying and on that note exercise is key in, in risk reduction for falls and things like Tai Chi, a very low impact exercise are great for restoring balance, uh, yoga, um, walking, just anything that you can do to keep yourself active is going to extend your lifetime and, and your independence. I mean, it isn't just your lifetime. I mean, we can keep you alive now with all kinds of pharmaceutical drugs, but, you know, if you're not independent, do you really want to be there? Right. What kind of life is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know about you, but I want to live a uh, I want to rock my retirement. That's why I started this that's show. Right, that's right, right. Hey, we're the baby boomer generation. We're going to go down fighting, you know? I mean, exactly. we're, not going, we, out, you don't we're wanna... not going out without a scream. <laughs> so tell me about one of your clients that was particularly heartwarming, interesting, or funny. Uh, funny is a tough one because a lot of the clients that, that I've, I've had um, – 
were really uh, in need of a system had fallen multiple times. Uh, so, but just having them, I think, respond to the, to having a system in their home to where they feel more comfortable. They feel like, okay, now I can reach out and and um, and, and speak with a medical professional. Do you have one client in particular that you can think of that this really, really helped and you were so happy that you installed it in their home? That's got to go to my mother-in-law, the story I was telling you earlier. I mean, it just, it it changed her life. I mean, she was literally driving an hour and a half, four days a week. And wow. so that the stress on her was was really high. And it was just great to see her be able to relax. And so... I would I would say you know that's really a close personal experience where uh, she again was able to reduce her stress and and she just felt so more so much more comfortable. So you think that's why um, I, I'm assuming that it's the baby boomers and the caregivers that buy your products, not the the senior themselves. Who, who normally is the first person that contacts your company? Would it be me as the the daughter, or would yeah. it be? My father as, wow, I've fallen 15 times today. Maybe I need to get something. Gosh, you know, uh, our, our parents are from that generation where they, they just don't want to be a burden to anyone, and at least of all to their kids. And so, they're, in fact, a, a lot of them do not report their falls. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, we won't even know that they've fallen. It, it ends up typically being the decision maker or the influencer, which is, you know, would be uh, the kids. And it's because, gee, dad did fall three times already this month. You know, do we need to put him into a nursing facility? Do we need assisted living? Do we need to bring in a caregiver? How much is that all going to cost? And the electronic caregiver uh, is one way to create these you know, belts and suspenders and, uh, and, and do it at a really inexpensive uh, cost to the influencer, to the kids. But you don't you don't replace a caregiver. You're no. used uh, it's, like like if yeah. So so caregivers will come in. You know, it depends upon you know. Are you going to go caregiving twenty four seven? Is it uh, three hours a day, seven days a week, three days a week? It depends upon what the needs are of the individual. It depends upon what the family can afford. And so rarely do you have twenty four seven caregiving. You know, a live person there. And so the electronic caregiver really becomes a backup system. And that's mostly currently what we've been talking about is fall prevention. Mm-hmm. But if I remember correctly from from some of our previous conversations, and correct me if I'm wrong, don't you have this like cool technology to tell you whether or not they took their medicine? Yeah, that is that's part of this new camera technology that we're working with right now. Um, we will actually be able to put the camera mounted, say, underneath the kitchen cabinet. They'll come up to the tablet and they'll actually see what the pharmaceutical medication looks like it's a blue and white capsule or it's a pink tablet um, and they'll take that out of their tray and they'll put it in their mouth take some water and drink and we'll actually be able to detect if they swallowed it oh that's great so is everyone <laughs> going to want to have that probably not you know but it's it's invaluable i mean this is one of the problems that, that we hear that physicians say is you know leads to readmissions uh, leads to falls, leads to complications, is that their patients aren't following their their recommendations in terms of the medication. And I th- it's something insane, like oh, 18 medications on average is what seniors are taking now. 
It's it's uh. an astounding number. And so <laughs> just a uh, just being able to remember what you're supposed to take at what time can be difficult, you know, every day. And so we do have automated medication reminders built into our system. I, but even with that, we want to make sure that the person has taken their medication. Yeah, I mean, even if they have a spouse, I know that my stepmother lives with my father, and it's sort of up to her to remind him to take his medication mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Seems like it would take a burden off her if, you know, something buzzed or beeped or, yeah. you know, did something to say, oh, yeah, it's time. Yeah, I mean, this is and this really, you know, to, to kind of bring this back to your show of, of you know, Rocky retirement, we don't want to end up being caregivers 24-7 for our parents. We want to support them. We want to be there for them. We want to give them the best that they can possibly, you know, we can possibly give to them. But we also want to want to be able to live our own life and and not be constantly thinking about did they take their medication? Have they fallen? Um, you know, do they need help? And so there's these something like the electronic caregiver is a great is a great system to have in place to to uh, you know take those questions you have and those you know doubts and fears and and uh, put them behind you. So I don't want you to mention a price because podcasts are, are, they live forever. Okay. So somebody could be listening to this podcast five years from now. Sure. But is it affordable? Like, it, oh, yeah. am I going to have to take out a mortgage on my home mm-hmm. to afford your service? Well, look, like, um, let's put it this way. It, it's equivalent to what you would pay for an hour and a half of caregiving services, an hour and a half. And is that for the whole system that's or the, is that for a month? That's for the or... whole system, and that's, that includes the monitoring services. We have other levels you know, where we add on more equipment, um, more services. We have things like telemed, which is a great – this is great, by the way. 24-7, you have access to a licensed physician in your state. And that's like – the average is 15 minutes. You call in, and you're speaking to a licensed physician within 15 minutes, and they'll have your medical records. They can prescribe – um, non-regulated drugs, you know, antibiotics, that sort of thing, free and uh-huh. ointments. You don't have to go to the ER. Wow. You know, they'll, they'll call- but you can't, but you can't get things like a lot of my clients are on like diazepam. You can't get things like yeah, that. Or opioids. Yeah, uh, you're, you're not yeah. gonna, That's something that you'd have to uh, go to the doctor. It's regulated, for. and you're and yeah, right, right. Okay, but if they if they you know if they think they have an infection in their leg mm-hmm. or something like that, they could get a cream right. without having to go to the ER because it, it is a it is a problem getting a lot of seniors to to get to the doctor. The, the transportation is. is an issue. Sure, sure. So this is something that that we we felt was a really value added service that could help seniors. So we added that into our uh, you know to our toolkit of what's available. Is your toolkit on your on your internet site? Like, do you have mm-hmm. a list of mm-hmm. everything that's? We do. Uh, do you, yeah. So you have a list of everything that you have, and then do you have a list of coming soon, or do you just put things on as they as get out right, of beta? Right. I mean, we're we're talking about what's coming down the road, but that's all stuff that we're working on. We're not we're not publicizing that on our website. Our website is electroniccaregiver.com. Okay, and we'll make sure we repeat mm-hmm. that by the end of the show as well for for people. We'll make sure that we give out your um, your contact information. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so we've addressed the stress because I know that you and I spoke about yeah. that uh, before. And tell me how you help our clients, our um, sandwich generation, mm-hmm. you know, our baby boomers, 
rock their retirement? Is it mostly the stress reduction or do you do that in some other way as well? Well, I think it is a stress reduction. I think it is knowing that, um, you know, again, there's another set of eyes on, on mom and dad. Uh, it is, I hear this from, from so many, from so many uh, influencers. We call them influencers, but you know, it's the kids of, of the parents where you know, they're trying to get mom and dad into uh, some more care, some more help, and, and they're just really in denial. And they're fighting it. So something like this, which is uh, really an unobtrusive uh, system in the home, is a way that they can get that extra level of protection and and security and safety. Um, And that's just, again, you know, we're moving into, uh, I'm moving into retirement now, and and, um, both of my parents are gone. So I'm not faced with this issue, but I have lots of friends who are. And it's a real concern. It's a real consideration. You know, where are you going to move? Are you, you know, when you retire, are you going to leave uh, the city you're in and go somewhere else? Do you have plans to uh, to relocate? And you know, how does that affect your your distance to your parents? Um, are you going to have your parents come live with you, or a parent come live with you? And in some instances, they're they're in a guest home uh, in in the back of the property. I have one. Uh, one friend, his his dad was falling down all the time, and he was at home. He was working at home on his computer, but he would he could not hear his dad call out for help. So once he got the system, even though he's at home and his dad is you know basically next door to him, um, he couldn't hear him. And now, of course, with the system, um, he's alerted. And that, what that, a relief! That that just changed his whole life. Yeah. What a relief! Mm-hmm. So. You know, it, I am so glad that you were able to come on the show today to oh. explain to our audience what they can do for their parents or some of our some of our listeners are dealing with these issues with a spouse. So or themselves. This, or themselves, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like you said, a lot of us won't call, you know, we don't ask for help. So it's usually somebody else that says, hey, right. we need this. Well, just just, a, you know, before we close out here, just one in three adults over 65 are going to fall this year. One in Ugh. three over 65 will fall this year. And once they've fallen, um, it's like 50% will now fall within six months. So... Oh, wait a minute. So what you said is one in three adults over 65 will fall. And then once they fall, they have a 50% chance of falling again in six yeah. months. Is that what you mm-hmm. said? Mm-hmm. So... Wow. Um you know, when when and if that happens to you, uh, let's not cut your retirement short by ignoring what's happening. Let's, you know, let's get to a doctor, internist, or a PT, physical therapist, and talk about it. Let's not hide it and say, "Oh, I'm I'll be fine. I I just I just tripped over my own feet." Well, you know, when you're 20, you trip over your own feet. You land on your feet. Um, when you've you know turned 65 and you don't have that same uh, speed of of of, of reflex and, and, and action, you go down. Well, you know we have to be aware of of what's happening with our body and let's not let's not hide this stuff. Let's be proactive. And if something like that happens, speak to a physician. You know, speak to your family members. Let them know what's going on. It could be an indication of something else that is around the corner. And if you get to it earlier, guess what? You get to stay independent longer. That's the whole thing. I mean, 
We're retiring later. Uh, we're living longer because of the wonderful pharmaceuticals we have. Uh, let's keep ourselves independent and enjoying that lifespan as much as we possibly can. That is excellent advice. I absolutely agree. The problem is, is that 65 today doesn't seem old. Now, maybe <laughs> that's, that's, that, that could be because I'm, you know, I'm getting closer to that yeah. and my husband is, you know, over the age yeah. of 65, but it just doesn't seem old. You know, I mean, I, I have lots of friends who are over 65 and I can't believe, you know, I'm like, wow, it doesn't seem old. So I think the people in their own minds that are 65 and they fall, they still feel like they're 40. Oh, I, and I do. I still think yeah. I'm, you know, 30, 40 years old, and except when I, like, if I start to climb up a ladder on, onto the roof, I notice that I don't have that same sense of balance. Oh. And so I, I, I immediately become extremely cautious when I do anything like that. Climbing up on ladders, even step stools in your home, um, just be aware, just be careful. And if you start to feel like I don't really have control of the situation, go back down. Oh my gosh. Call on a, a neighbor, have them replace the light. Exactly. I don't let my husband climb on ladders. <laughs> like, no, no, no. no, 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 no we're not going there. <laughs> okay, so we're coming to the the wrap up okay. stage. So there there are two questions that I ask all of my guests, mm -hmm. whether they're retirees or vendors, and I consider you to be a vendor. Mm -hmm. And the first question is, what do you think people should know? before they retire and it could have something to do with what you do or it could have nothing to do with what you do just what's the, something that you think that everybody should know before they retire i would I, there's really a couple of things one of them is exercise if you're not involved in some kind of exercise right now get involved now and just it's make it part of your life for the rest of your life Exercise, exercise, exercise is key, not only to keeping yourself from falling, but just to having overall better health, better cognition, and, you know, a much more enjoyable life. And the, the other thing uh, besides exercise is to have plans for long-term care. It's something that we, you know, we have put off and we don't think about it. Uh, insurance companies, there were something like, I don't know, 18 insurance companies at one point in time that, that sold long-term care insurance. Now it's down to two, and it's really hard to get. So, put, you know, as you're planning for retirement and you're planning for either relocation or staying in your home or uh, these kinds of things, think about long-term care and what will happen if that becomes something that's necessary. So um, those are two things, I mean, I, that I can put out there. And, and I, I know people don't want to think about it, but um, at least consider it, find out what's, what's, a, what's the cost are. It's extraordinarily expensive. So, um, and with that in mind, you want to think of things that you can do to keep yourself from, you know, assisted living, so. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I was really lucky. I bought long-term care insurance when I was 40. Mm. And um, thank goodness the company's still in business, but they don't sell it anymore. No. So oh, you're... knock on wood, hopefully it'll still be around when I need it. <laughs> oh, you're, you're one of the lucky ones, yes. I am lucky. And I did a quote for myself um, before I turned 50, uh, about a month before I turned 50, to see how much it would cost. Mm -hmm. 
And first of all, I can't get the policy that I had. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I, I found a policy with a one-year waiting period with um, a inflation because, you know, I'm young, so I wanted a 5% mm-hmm. inflation and I wanted it to be unlimited. They don't sell unlimited policies anymore. So I could get it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And for me, and at the time I was 49, so that was the age they were using, was over 12000 a year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the policy that I have is actually better than that. So I'm, I'm, uh, I told my niece that if she ever got a notice in the mail saying that I hadn't paid my premium, mm-hmm. that she should pay it and I'll pay her double. <laughs> you know, Kathy, that's a, that's a really great uh, idea. And to have a nephew, to have a, ch- uh, a son or a daughter or a brother or sister who, you know, you ask them to be there for you in case of, you know, if I don't make this payment or if something happens, can I count on you for this? It's really great to have that. So that's a great suggestion. I wanted to make sure that that policy was always paid because that's the only reason mm. why they can cancel you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, last question. We have a lot of listeners who are either new retirees or maybe they're stuck in their lives at the moment. If you were sitting across the table from one of these people, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them to have a successful retirement? Laugh a lot. Laughter is the best medicine, isn't it? It is. It is. (laughs) You know, have a sense of humor about yourself, you know, and, and, and getting older and, and, you know, appreciate it that it's part of the life cycle. And really, I've always tried in my life to the various stages, whether I was in high school or just out of high school, going into college and hitchhiking across the country, to really soak in that moment because I knew that I was going to change. Boy, what insight there, huh? I knew that I was going to get older and I would not be able to do certain (laughs) things that I could do now. And I think that's true of all the the various stages that we go through in life. The things that you can do now, do them. Don't wait. Don't put them off. And and really embrace the changes that are coming. It's part of life. It's part of the life cycle. It's part of who we are. And keep a sense of humor about it. And, you know, love yourself for those changes. Fantastic advice. Toby, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You've been a fantastic guest. How can my listeners contact you? Well, they uh, they can go to electroniccaregiver.com. That's our website. Uh, They can also reach me uh, at my email address. It's T, as in Tom, Cohantz, C-O-H-A-N-T-Z, at lifesupportmedical.com. Thanks again, and um, we will see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Are you a couple who is living in North County, San Diego, and would like to make more friends who are aged 50 and over? North County Young at Heart Meetup Group is looking for more members. The membership dues are only $10 a year, but if you host one meetup, your dues are waived. For more information, 
If you are in San Diego, just go to meetup.com, sign up for a free meetup membership, and then search for North County Young at Heart. Remember, if you host an event during your three-month trial, your fees are waived. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show. And when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is, or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for 
other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.